Welcome everyone to the podcast where we hit the road to talk about public health, bringing you the latest and greatest. Diving into topics across our county and beyond to discuss how public health works to make communities wonderful places to live, work, and play. We're your hosts, Carmen and Elena, and this is Health Health on on Wheels. Wheels. Today we have a special guest, Katie Hunter. She is the fiscal director here at KPH. And so Katie, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit about your background, both here at KPH and what brought you here. Okay. Uh, I've worked at KPH for almost eight years now. Um, I came here from a chiropractor's office where I did medical billing and coding. So I like to kind of be in that medical field, uh, which has kind of brought me into public health. And I wanted to come back to the community that I lived in. Um, I have an associate's degree in business management, and I'm currently pursuing my bachelor's degree in leadership and management. Wow, always busy, it sounds like. Yep. (laughs) Let alone working the whole fiscal side of a growing agency as well, because, you know, Knox Public Health isn't just Knox Public Health, we're also a health center. So are you tied in with that side of the business too? Yep. So I oversee um, all the finance for Knox Public Health, which includes the health center as well. Wow. All right. So with your background in mind and also the current role you have, because you didn't start here as the as the fiscal director, right? What did you start at KPH as? When I started KPH, I started in accounts payable. And then I worked up and I actually worked um, in just the health center directly with their finances. And then I moved overseeing the entire agency. Okay. So you saw both sides of how the agency operates before you became fiscal director. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. So... I guess knowing both sides of it, all sides of it, what does public health mean to you? Public health to me, um, with the public health side and the health center side, it's all about serving the community and making sure that we have the programming and the funding in order to support the community needs and run the programs that we need um, to help the community move forward. So you've said that you've worked in the business side, pretty much in the medical field for a while now, but are there differences you've noticed not just in medical billing and finance, but also how the health department is a public agency versus the private sector you have worked in? Yeah, so there is a ton of differences. Um, With the private sector, there's not a lot of strings uh, attached to the spending that you can do. Um, (laughs) With public health and health center, you know, our funding comes from levies, subsidies. We have a lot of grant funding, and there's a lot of uh, strings attached to that funding. Um, We just have to follow all the protocols attached to every grant, um, all the reporting requirements. So we can't just go out and swipe a card and buy something. We have to make sure that it's in align with what the grant says we can spend it on or what we're allowed to spend our levy dollars on. So help us make a little bit more sense. (laughs) You guys saw my notes right now. Sense is spelled C-E-N-T-S because I'm just, I'm funny like that, but... (laughs) So could you give us just a broad overview? It's, I mean, to consider that we have a medical, not just a medical office, but five, (laughs) including dentistry, counseling, medical, plus all of the public health services that we offer, which, side note, we will talk about it in a little bit later, that um, we don't make 
much money, if any, <laughs> on any of those services. Um, so we do run pretty close to the line, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, just to make sure that we're not actually overspending. Like it's, it's actually our goal to only spend what we bring in. So could you help us just take a little bit of a broad overview of what we look like financially as a health department, also considering we have a health center under our belt? Yeah, so the health center is a little different than public health. In the health center, we can make some money on fees, you know, billing insurances, patient payments, but we're still just barely breaking even because we don't get a lot of money for the services and we provide medical, dental, and behavioral health. I don't know too many businesses where you can say, yeah, we just barely make break even. And it's like, oh, great, good job. Actually, (laughs) gold star for you because that was our goal. (laughs) The biggest thing on the public health side is we have um, environmental health services. So food, swimming pools, water, sewage. We get fees for you know, their licensures, but that's all we get. So the state actually does not allow us to make money in those. So you pay one fee for a license for food, but say our sanitarians have to go out multiple times. They don't get extra money for going out and doing all the visits to ensure that the restaurant is safe for the community to eat at. We just basically do that because we're required to do that and we don't make any money for all the site visits that we have to do we just get the one fee for their license and that's it so basically we do a lot of things that we don't get paid for is what you're telling us correct we call those unfunded mandates they're things that the state or the federal government tell us that we have to do by law um and if they're not funded. We got to fund it somehow. So that's where our levy comes in, correct? Yes. That's why the levy is so important to fund the programs that we need to run for the community that we do not get enough funding for. So environmental health programs, some of the grants that we run, we don't get enough funding to run those programs as well. So we need those levy dollars to support our staff in those programs. I've noticed, so I guess I kind of have a unique view in the group that I've been in the program side, being the person running the grant, and then also working with our fiscal team on how to best spend the dollars that we're receiving from the grants. I have seen a bit of a shift in the grant world, though. It used to be where grants would cover completely all salaries, all activities, any supplies you needed to buy for the grant, but things have really shifted. A lot of times, again, my limited view of what I've seen from grants, how they've evolved, that it will cover a piece. So either it will cover all of our staff time, but none of the supplies it'll take to implement, or vice versa. You know, you can buy the supplies, you can buy the things that your coalition or your community group needs for a project, but it doesn't cover the time of the staff. So how do we, how do we balance that? So that's where, again, the levy comes in. Um, we kind of, the levy has to help subsidize, you know, where the grants aren't. So the levy is helping support those programs. Uh, one of the biggest ones is like the WIC program that everybody knows about. Every, everybody or a lot of people in the community use that WIC program when, you know, they're pregnant or when their kids are little. And the funding has just been stagnant over the last couple of years. It hasn't increased. Um, and in order to cover our staff that have to have certain degrees in there, you know, we have to pay them a certain dollar amount to even retain them. And our funding barely covers the cost of the staff that we need in that program. So let's, can we take it back just a little bit? And I have a couple questions and we're just going to answer them rapid fire. 
Um, what is our overall budget? How much money are we looking at every year? So our overall budget, it's really changed over the last couple of years. I know when I first started, our overall budget was around a million dollars. Now with the health center, because we do get fee for service, our budget is around $10,000, $10 million per year. <laughs> um, I was like, whoa, we yeah. really don't have any money. We must be cutting coupons That's or something. Right. Yes. Okay, so $10 million per year yes. to operate the health center. Correct. And how much of that, like if you had to guess a percentage, how much of that is like programming itself, what we're actually putting back into the community? Mm. So that wouldn't count things like what it takes to run our building and like insurances for our staff, but how much of that is like, direct program costs, services that we do, whether they're funded or unfunded. Like if you had to put a percent to it, what do you think it would be? Um, for dress direct programming, if you're talking about personnel and as well to run the program, you're looking at probably 80%. So 80% of our budget is going essentially to our residents because it's covering programming. It's covering our staff to run the programs. And then the other 20 are random things like keeping our building lights yeah. on and if we have a water main break like we did over Christmas yeah absolutely. all of those little like things that come up essentially like running a home you got to keep our business afloat but the majority of what we're spending goes right back into our community yeah absolutely it doesn't um honestly we try to cut costs as much as we can as far as running the building so you'll walk in and you might not see the best of the best stuff in the building because you know we do what we can with the bare minimum and we try to find ways to save money even on utilities um, to try to ensure that any dollar that we get goes back into the community. I remember I was telling someone one time that um, we share offices and like I remember people being like you don't have your own office I was like no not unless I'm working from home I have an office but I don't have like when we go in there a lot of a lot of people are sharing office space currently our health commissioner shares an office space so and, and people were shocked by that they were like but like you're the government like don't you guys have like nice fancy buildings I was like we have a building that works and is <laughs> and keeps the lights on and a roof over our heads and is a safe place for our residents but like I don't know if I would qualify that as fancy because we put all of our money where it actually needs to go and it was this big yeah. eye-opening thing for them that I'm not like in this like massive office with some like mahogany desk you know just hanging out all day yeah I think that's a huge misconception that people think because we're government we have all this money to spend and that's not the case at all I mean really if you think about it too every new restaurant which is exciting every new restaurant any new pool or beach area anything like that while it's wonderful and great our current budget still has to cover all of the environmental health costs that go into, and especially with a new business. Yeah. That's a lot of plan reviews, site visits that are just being covered by one licensure cost, which is really under just that same budget. Yep, absolutely. And so we talked about like restaurant inspections and, you know, the licensing fee only being the licensing fee. It doesn't happen every time they go out and inspect. But our environmental health division also does um, like sewer and water inspections. So when people are either building homes or they're going to buy a home and it needs an inspection for an, for a loan, we do those services too. And is that the same that it's one fee for service and if 
Kyle and Landon have to go out again, they're not, we're not getting paid multiple times, correct? Correct. That's still one fee. So as many times as they go out and do um, site evaluations or inspections, or um, they follow up on nuisance reports, it's none of that's covered. They just get the one fee. Um, and for nuisance reports, we don't get anything for that. Well, that's a great point that you guys are both bringing up, especially with the like new home builds and things that when we do go for levy funding, sometimes that is part of the language of the levy on the ballot is to note that because we do have new homeowners, it may look like we are asking for more money, but in reality, it's just because it's changing based on of our number of residents. Yeah, and think about the growth, too, of Knox County. As Columbus continues to expand and grow and all of the new housing that's coming in, like, that's a lot of inspections that we'll be doing. And and if you guys aren't aware, we currently have two people, really, that are going out and doing those inspections, Um, as well as, like, you know, any kind of, like, water sampling as well. So as we continue to grow the need for those inspection services will continue to grow, but the money that's coming in doesn't grow with that. Correct. Um, which is wild to me. So I would, I challenge anyone to run a business and not be able to make money on every aspect <laughs> of your business. If you have any tips that yeah. are legal, we're open to Send them our way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are there any kind of like interesting rules about government spending that you think would surprise people? We sort of talked about it a little bit, but if there's anything else you can think about that's like people wouldn't just think when it comes to how government spends money. Yeah. So with the levy, I think a lot of people think that the levy, we can just spend on whatever we want to spend it on. And that's not the case at all. Um, we can't spend the levy on capital improvements or anything of that nature. Like, the levy is basically used to help with programming and to support our staff who do the programming. So a lot of people think, oh, they got levy so they can build a new building or they can renovate a building. And that's not the case. We're not allowed to use that money for anything of that nature. Wow. So we so we actually have to pull in our business savviness, too, and put that hat on. And we need to do capital campaigns as well to therefore accommodate. Because of all these new houses, we only have... Two EH folks who can go out and help inspect the land and the water and all that good stuff that's getting installed before the house even goes up. Yeah. But now we need more of them. Yep. <laughs> Which is great growth. We love to see more. But at the same time, levy funds can cover something like that. But the office space to put them in so that they don't have to share with everybody in one room is not. Correct. So it's kind yep. of like our levies only covering half of what it takes to run. Oh, absolutely. Wow. That's wild. So if we lost our levy, it would essentially be like someone losing half of their income. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I challenge you to run your house on half your income. That would be a challenge. So that's a roundabout way of saying thank you to those of us who voted and yeah, passed our absolutely. levy. <laughs> we genuinely appreciate that. Can you expand a little bit more, um, on like how we're funded based on grants. So we've keep talking about grants, right? We keep saying, Oh, we have grants, we have grants, but 
how do we get those and what it, like what's the process i feel like people think that the federal government or the state has all of this money and they just like make it rain on all of us yeah. and give us a bunch of money to do whatever we want with it but that's not the case so i'd love to hear from the fiscal side right so for the grants we have grants that come from the state um and then we also have federal grants um to get a grant, like you said, it's not like they just give it to us and, you know, we're raining money on grants. Um, there's a lot that goes into the grant. So we actually have to usually put in an intent, intent to apply for a grant. And it is usually something that we need in the community. We, aren't we just, have to be even approved to apply in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Like we have to say, like, yes, we need this grant. And we only apply for grants that we need in our community. Like we're not going to apply for grants that aren't going to benefit the community. So you know, like I said, WIC, we have WIC because obviously we know that benefits. We have Creating Healthy Communities Grant. Um, we have a Maternal uh, Children and Health Grant. And all these are programs that we use to help the community. Um, Safe Community helps, you know, click it or ticket. Like grants like that um, that we know are going to benefit the community um, are the grants that we apply for. And obviously the Health Center Grant is, you know, the biggest grant that we applied for to bring a health center into the community so we could offer you know, medical, dental, and behavioral health services. That's a great point. So also levy funds are not going towards the health center, right? Correct. So that is purely a grant. And for folks that may not know, I guess what a grant is, sorry, take a step back. So a grant is when either the state, the federal government, or even local businesses, like we have foundations locally that provide grants, deem that there are certain areas that need improvement. Therefore, you can apply for that improvement money to do a project. A lot of times those projects are already outlined by the entity that is providing the money. Yep. You therefore have to prove that your community needs needs that project and you have the staff available to do it. Yep. So really all of these grants are coming forth and when you get one such as so big like the health center it's hard to conceptualize it as a grant because like you said we have you know safe communities that's maybe thirty five thousand dollars yep versus the health center grant that is a lot a lot of dollars (laughs) how many dollars katie a million a million dollars but that's running five doctor's offices yeah so it's it's almost hard to see that as a grant, but at the same time, it's comforting to know that that's not our levy dollars going towards that. That's still going to the traditional public health needs of making sure you have safe parks, safe restaurants, safe water. Yes. It's also not like a free for all. Like if we say we're going to do something on a grant, they're called grant deliverables. So it's how are you going to show that you're actually utilizing this money in the way that you said you were going to. And if you can't speak to that and you can't prove that or have evidence that you used that money for what it was earmarked for, um, that's like a nail in your coffin because you could be deemed a high-risk grantee and you maybe wouldn't receive grants from several other funders again. Um, And also, typically, they ask for their funds back sometimes. Like, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, they're like, okay, well, we want that money back. So it's not just, oh, we're going to do this and we have all this money floating around. It's very much earmarked for certain things. And Katie touched on that like earlier as well. But I just want to drive home the point that, you know, we're not getting this money from the feds or from the state or from private entities and just doing whatever we want with it. Um, it's it's earmarked for the things that we say we're going to do with it. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of compliance that goes with us and um, internal controls and controls. You know, we get audited by multiple different people. You know, we get audited by the state. We get audited by the federal government and we get audited every year in general just to make sure that we are spending the money the way that we are appropriately supposed to spend it. Wow, I feel like we covered a lot and not necessarily a long time. That was a very short time to cover so much. <laughs> Katie, is there anything that just very broad based? Because I feel like we could probably do another episode where we dig a little deeper based on maybe some questions or comments we get from this one. But is there anything that you would want listeners to know or just what you would want to reiterate from this episode for the listeners? Um, I think the biggest thing we touched on is just understanding what the levy actually goes to. And as Carmen said, like, we appreciate everybody who supported our levy. Um, It's very important, you know, to know that those levy dollars are going back into the community. They go back to you, the homeowner. Yep, they go back to the homeowner. And um, that, you know, our grants don't cover all the programming that we have or everything that we do. So we need those levy dollars to continue you to put back into the community. Love that. All right, Katie, we're going to play a wrap-up game like we do with everyone. Yay. Actually, here, I'll give you this. Do you want to play the wrap-up game, or do you want your last and final question first? Which one? I don't care. Okay, let's do your last question. We'll just, like, tie it all together. Why do you love public health? I love public health because um, it serves a community that I live in and that my kids are going to grow up in, and I think it's an important investment to make. All right. That's a great answer, especially for that future generation. Okay, get your game face on. You ready? Okay. Okay, this is called This or That. We just ask you rapid fire between two things, and you got to pick, okay? Okay, I'll try. All right, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. My girl. Finally, somebody (laughs) answered vanilla. Would you rather have to deal with a large contract or a lot of small purchase orders? A lot of small purchase orders. Contracts are a lot of legal terms that I hate to read. (laughs) You know we have legal counsel for that, right? Right. (laughs) The annual budget or a grant budget? The annual budget. Why? Uh, Grant budgets, uh, there's like I said, so much red tape you have to go through and they want things a specific way. Um, The annual budget's just easier for me to see the big picture. End of the year books or end of the month books? End of the month books. Softball game or soccer game? Ugh, this is hard. Uh, softball game. Okay. Beach vacation or mountain vacation? Beach, 100%. Disney or Pixar? Disney. I love old school. Yeah, that's right. All right, Katie. So say our uh, listeners would like some more resources, whether that's to contact you or just a resource that they could review that speaks more to our financials, where could you point our listeners? So every year we do an annual financial report. It's typically out by March. This year is a little delayed with some changes that the state made. So it'll be out in July. We usually post something in the newspaper or online saying that our annual financial report is available. Um, So that should be on our website if you need more information. And I'm also always available for questions. Wonderful. I mean, I know we had a lot of fun with Katie today, and there's just so much more to explore. So we'll certainly do that here in the future. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions about anything we discussed or want to see how you can get involved with public health in your community, make sure to reach out to us. You can find all of our contact information at knoxhealth.com or reach out directly through our Knox Public Health Facebook page. Catch us next month as we explore more in the world of public health within and beyond the walls of KPH. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and be well, everyone.